0: hello everybody and welcome to episode number 261 of the stacy West podcast i am ben and i'm joined by chris and i know the answer to this question before i even ask it but how are we doing chris oh really bad really really badly hungover um how are you how much is the same uh, i'm equally bad as as some of you may be aware we, we we're recording this on sunday um and we had our stacy west christmas do slash christmas drinks last night um which started heavily and ended even more heavily um Cheers. I'd, yeah it was it was a good night i had a very a really good, good
1: night it was a really good night i certainly think our uh, we overachieved our expected pints quite quite <laughs> dramatically <laughs> <laughs> to an unsustainable level is is xp a thing now then <laughs> it has to be
0: it
1: has to be an x ex, expected vodka an expected rum and god knows what else there was
2: yeah um, no
0: it was it was, uh, an, it was it was a really nice night yeah it was it was really so enjoyed yeah, we you know ran into a few uh, friends of the pod, and uh, we also ran into Alex Mitchell's dad, which was which was fun. Um, it was it was it was lovely though. He was so
1: complimentary, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, and got us some drinks, so thank you for that as well. Well, kind of thank you for that because I'm maybe regretting it a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was great. It was great. I, I imagine it's not wise for us to spend too much time just talking about being drunk and hungover, but um, all four of us are. Uh, to yes. you know, all four of us have been suffering. We're all equally ill,
0: thinking yeah. uh, probably, definitely in the top five hangovers of all time. Definitely. <laughs> and to to that end, Gary's uh, review of the game has yet to go live, and I do believe it's not going live until tomorrow. Oh, I think it it's literally went about it. a minute ago. I just saw it drop on Twitter. He's he's managed it. Oh, has he? Okay, yeah. right, excellent. There we go then. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Um, it was an excellent night and a big thank you to uh to jason as well who um sent some money over for uh, a round of drinks uh, for you. the crew so yeah fantastic stuff um and f- somehow i i'm going to have to do a gary apparently now i'm running um we all signed up for the lincoln 10k at some stage in the night yeah that happened yeah we're doing I've, that now I've never run before in my life, and I have until April to successfully manage to run 10k without dying. So yeah, so we're
1: going to run for the foundation, aren't we? We were asked by we uh, are Luke if we'd kind of help out and, and do something for the club, and I, we all kind of felt like it's the least we could do, give yep. us something to focus on. So yeah, that that's something that we all
0: we all signed <laughs> up for. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how it happened. It kind of went would anybody be interested in doing the 10 hairs oh, I've thought about doing that at some point. And then you say, like, okay, cool. Right. Well, we've all signed up now. Like, oh, okay. That's the thing. <laughs> so yeah, but look, it's, it's not going to be the most, uh, high, in, high energy, high intensity podcasting today. Um, because yeah, we, we are recovering, but that kind of matches the game yesterday, doesn't it? Um, as you know, reading came to the bank, um, a team whose league position is is probably a bit false, obviously due to the points deduction that they've had, um, or points deductions plural, I should say. They obviously had three and then a further one. Um, but I thought they looked they, they looked okay. Um, I thought they looked like a you know relatively decent side, particularly in the second half. I think the game in the first half was just a bit flat overall, um, mm. and then the, the second half kind of came to life. But let's let's talk about the, this pre-match stuff first off A uh, big name missing from the team sheet was uh ethan arahan um he wasn't in the middle he was uh not in the squad and uh, apparently he felt something pull in his thigh earlier in the week um so he wasn't there they're not sure how serious it is we're just hopeful that it isn't a longer term thing and that he should be back well hoping that he'll be back on thursday but um that meant that Ted Bishop came into the side um, and I thought that was, I mean, I, I really liked Teddy Bishop. I just, it, it's just a shame that his body seems to let him down more mm-hmm. often than not. Um, but he kind of repaid it within minutes, didn't he? he kind of, you know, making that run down the right hand side and put a cross well, put a pass in, um, which then got deflected into the net. And I don't think anybody really knew what had happened initially. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, a, a bright start. And I think I personally felt like when that went in, thought, oh, okay, yeah, we're in for a good afternoon then. And it, it, we didn't – I thought we were going to look quite comfortable for the rest of the game. Um, but that didn't really happen, did it?
1: No, the opposite happened, to be honest. Sometimes you can score too early, can't you? Yeah. Um, as silly as that sounds, because you've kind of almost got something to protect, so there's maybe a little bit less control, a little bit less um... – Focus, maybe you can think i've mm-hmm. oh, we've, got, we've got something to protect now, so even if it's not like massively intentional, maybe you take your foot off just a little bit in regard to that attacking output. I don't know it was it was the first five minutes were a good start, but after that we were i'll be honest it was it was quite poor mm-hmm. um running as you, as you rightly mentioned were good to be honest. particularly going forward, they're quite aggressive going forward um positionally, yep. so their wingers were really high really wide for for the full ninety minutes, really, which forced. Lass and Jack Burrows really deep and into a, a five for mm-hmm. pretty much the whole game to be honest, really limited their ability to get forward, um, which of course meant it more difficult for us to play out, meant we weren't longer, quicker, um, more regularly. But because of that, we couldn't counter-press as well because Lass and Jack had literally the whole length of the pitch to run to try and help and press and support the attack. So yeah, I think credit to Reading for their tactical stuff. I think they they really nullified our, our ability to play out. But I just think it was one of those days we were just a bad day at the office, kind of on the pitch. I don't think we can. anyone can... Criticise effort, application, work rate. No one had a bad game in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a little bit of uh, inconsistency, probably throughout. I would say from everybody. Just a couple of interesting yeah. things because at, at half time, and we were going to go into more step by step account of, of the first half. I'm sure and talk about some of the individual instances. But uh, we were
0: one look at half time without having a single shot. Yeah, that was. It's. I I find it amazing when stuff like that happens. It's just like, oh, okay. So it's a nice little start to have. have. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it's not. I'd rather it not. Wouldn't it be that I'd rather it be six nil up after having
1: you know twenty shots or something? But uh, it's just a bit of a quirk, isn't it? Um, But I suppose the first talking point after the goal. uh, Firstly, we did work the ball really well down the right hand side, and and like you say, Mm. Teddy Teddy cut inside and and delivered the ball across. Running defender got something on it and and, and turned it into his own night. And at that point, we felt. You just got to push on now, particularly because of where they are on the league table. They've been a little bit susceptible at the back. They've, they've they've been a threat going forward, but we we knew that they were a little bit susceptible at the back, and we thought, oh, here we go. Hmm. Um, I felt quite comfortable at that point, and then, yeah. to be honest, from that moment until the end of the game, I would say ninety percent of the play of attacking output was was ready. They was deserved. Reading, gonna... They deserved something out of the game, absolutely. Yeah, and it was around midway through the first half. Yeah, were their
0: first their first goal.
1: The what first, to yeah.
0: To. I mean, at the time when it went in, my first thought was that that surely can't stand. Like it, it looked blatant that there was an arm in the back um, on Lass. And watching the footage back, um, the ball actually came off Lass when it went mm. in. I, I don't think the keep the the uh, the striker got a touch. So basically, he bundled Lass into the ball and forced the goal. Um, and it took quite a while to get given, didn't it? it I, I don't know if he was talking to his linesman, um, but it, it definitely seemed like it, it was taking a little while. And I was, I think, I joked on—you know, it's just, it's just because he's used to VAR. It's like <laughs> he's he's there for ages. Um, but yeah, I think that was the right decision. Um, and then a little bit later on, um, the second goal. Um, the second disallowed goal. Uh, looking back at that, at the time, I thought, "Oh, we've gotten away with one there," because hes, he's i thought he was onside. But looking back now, we've, we're again with, with the uh, with the highlights. The Reading player is basically level with the last defender, but Jensen is well just out, just inside his six-yard box. So, you know, the obvious. Thing with the offside rule is it's the second to last defender um, has to, or the second to last defending player has to be there, and obviously you know that the the last defender back is usually the goalkeeper, and that's not the case here. So um, yeah, another one again where it was the correct decision, Um, but I I mean just going back to you know the, the the game in general, I thought Reading did really well. Um, just blocking off a lot of passing opportunities and not really giving us a huge amount of space to play into and they one thing that I did notice was they they basically invited us to you know run with the ball um which is something that i haven 't seen us do a whole lot this season um you know to, to we 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 do play it out rather than you know dribble it out and and run it out um but the yeah they just seemed to sit off the players on the ball they they weren't pressing they weren't uh, they weren't putting the pressure on those guys uh, on the players when we had the ball too much and it allowed moments and i think there was two or three where was two or three instances where uh, tj omer was the furthest man forward because he was just allowed to carry the ball you know two thirds up the pitch um and it was i i just found that a little bit interesting because i thought if we were i think probably if we had a little bit more sort of tactical noose about stuff and say right well, or now is it is it noose or Nouse? now nous, i think nows yeah there we go mm. um yeah you know if, maybe if you had a little bit more about that i just thought we could have potentially hurt them because that's where the goal came from they didn't they didn't press teddy bishop and he essentially just walked into the penalty area didn't he and you know put the ball across um and it, it seemed to happen quite a few times, and particularly in the second half, which again, we'll, we'll come on to. Um, there was a moment where Ethan Hamilton had the ball um, and he, I think he carried it from the, essentially the halfway line to the edge of the box um, with no pressure on him whatsoever. And again, Teddy did the same thing. I think that actually led to the first shot of the game when... Oh, Teddy's Teddy got, little
1: run. That was a good, really yeah, good
0: run. Yeah, yeah. Teddy Teddy got the ball and, and ran with it and, and got a shot off. Um it seemed like that was a potential avenue to, to get something out of the game. We just didn't really take advantage of it too much. And I think that's where the frustration came from because it, it didn't look like we had a, a solid plan throughout the well, afternoon. Yeah, I, I
1: suppose a couple of things to pick up on there. Firstly, you mentioned the the dribbles. We're actually um, really quite low in the league table for one-on-one take-ons, isn't mm-hmm. to, to dribbles, because we just don't do it very often. We are more about... Um, passing through the thirds so or obviously like set pieces and things, but it's, we, yeah, we just don't, we don't often run with the ball and that was a a, a noticeable difference, but it, it did seem because Reading didn't engage with us in that regard. Um, I noticed TJ a couple of times. I like, I really liked it by the way. I thought that was really good decision-making to go and while well, this space run into. No one's engaging me. There isn't an obvious pass on because they were blocking the passes. So he drove with it a couple of times and yeah, I think we were just a bit disjointed in possession, um, but I don't think the individual decision-making in those moments were, were necessarily um wrong um mm. and yeah, I have to admit i was I was quite disappointed with this one, mainly because um so far in the last what four or five weeks since we've had a change of manager, we've been able to see what we were trying to do. you could see there was a definite change in system mm-hmm. or, or or style you could even if it didn't quite come off, you could see that what we're trying, and I have to admit I felt. On Saturday, we were kind of neither here nor there in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was probably disappointing. But, but Scoobo, I mentioned after the game in his, in his, in his, in his interview, kind of he, he kind of felt the same. It's like we were kind of, when we did one element, when we did go direct, we didn't do that particularly well. And when we, didn't, when we did play out, we didn't do that particularly well. So we ended up doing neither well, which caused a really transitional game. Um, like I mentioned, it was the most, the most times um, this season that we've given the ball away. Mm-hmm. So this isn't giving the ball away to the opposition directly, it's just ball losses. So it's, it is losing out to the opposition, but it's also knocking out of play, it's giving the foul away. But we, yeah, 151 losses against a, an average this season of 123. So that's, what, nearly nearly 30, 30 times a game more that we've lost the ball than we, than we normally do. Bearing in mind our last league game against Wigan last week, was the lowest we've had all season with just 93. So it was mm. significantly different. Reading, interestingly, were 164, which is the most we've had in any game with any team um, for us or for the opposition. So it was just it turned into a retransitional game, which I don't think suits us in the style that we're trying to implement under Scuba. there. Um, yeah, it just feels like there's just a bit of work to do, doesn't it? But again, what, we for 15 minutes in now. And I don't think it was solely due down to this, but we are missing some really important forward players. And it, and it is that part of the pitch that we struggle in the most. We didn't play out yeah. today as well as we normally would To in fairness. The, the first two thirds weren't anywhere near as good as they have been over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that final third is still the challenging part of the pitch for us, just because of personnel. Um, has mm-hmm. done really well recently, but he a little bit yesterday. Jack Vell came on and hardly touched the ball. Yeah. Um, Ali Smith came on at half time for Dylan Duffy. I think that was an interesting point. Um, Duffy got in a start, but obviously was on a yellow card at halftime as well, and really didn't didn't get a lot of the ball. So I understood that. I actually thought Ali did all right right when he came on. I thought he I thought he put himself about really well. I thought he was de- he was actually one of the few players that was decent on the ball. Um, just one of those days, isn't it? Just one of those days where you felt, you know, what it's just a bad day at the office. And yeah, got- I just I just felt they looked really tired as well. Yeah, which you'd be surprised at that, I suppose, because we've had a little bit of time. I've obviously played against yeah. travelled, but the few players rested in that game. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's difficult to read too much into it, isn't it? Because it is just a one game. And I think I'm reasonably pleased in regards to Skubala wasn't happy after the game. That was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And if he's not happy about that, then that's OK, because it means it's not good enough. Yeah. You know, if he came out of there and said it was OK... Then, then you get a little bit concerned, are not you? But, you know, it wasn't right. Um, like you said, we can't criticise the work rate. The application was fine. It was just the actual execution of things quite a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just an interesting one. But I think Reading absolutely deserves something out of the game. They'll be probably hard done by not to win the game, to be honest. Their next year, 1.28. They had six shots on target, 13 shots in total. We only had four shots without a single shot on target. Uh, it was 0.27. So, yeah, we, we can... I think we can count ourselves a little lucky just to take something away from
0: the game. And yeah. on the performance, I'm delighted with the point because yeah. we didn't really deserve one. So. Well, I mean, the first thing that Charlie said to us when we came out of the game, uh, out of the ground yesterday, and you know, he said, oh, point's a point, you know, and you, you take it, you move on. I just think that with the run the run of games that we have coming up, mm. is it, it felt like that wasn't enough yesterday when you look at those games that we do have coming up. And I know... <laughs> It's it's just going to be a very very difficult Christmas New Year period for us. Um, it is, yeah. I feel like it might be. It, it feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity,
1: doesn't it? Because as much as we're decent on the day, and we were below par, and if we were play if we played to our levels, mm. I feel that we would we would be good enough to win that game. And yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind the fixtures that we have upcoming, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that does feel like a bit of a missed opportunity. But yeah, point it, to point. I think
0: I think that's the thing where you say the missed opportunity to me that's. That's where I'm I I felt very frustrated coming away from it because yes, we're ninth in the table. No, we're not playing all that well at the moment. And usually that's a sign that, you know, if you're not playing well but you, you you know sat high up in the table or relatively high in the table, you take that and you you try and build off it. But given I I don't know, some people see it as a good sign, but I'd probably argue the opposite at this point. Um just because like, yes, we're we're hamstrung by, you know, not having the attacking options. That's the fact. You know, we we are hanging a lot on that at the moment. And I just think that while that is the case, and you know, Gary said it a lot before, and I know we've spoken about it on the podcast and away from the podcast, it's it's hard to have that as the be all and end all for things at the minute. Um, but if we, I think, if we really went for it, you know, if we if we tried to attack these games and, and you know go for the jugular with them, I think we'd be able to take advantage of a, a division that's quite tight, but in reality, isn't the best League One. Yeah, it's certainly weaker than last season. It's the it's the weakest League One we've been involved
1: in so far since we've been in the in League One. Yeah, uh, and as much as I don't think people in the club would outwardly say that. I think there's a real understanding across the whole of League One that that is the case and there's a real opportunity here yeah. um, for, for teams, whoever it might be. Obviously, I think we, we want to include ourselves in the conversation to but certain teams to maybe push a punch with their weight a little bit this season. Yeah. Uh, so January is massive in that regard, isn't it? Because yeah. we've got the potential to really kick on. Hopefully players come back. It was good to hear that Rico Hacker isn't a million miles away, two or three mm-hmm. weeks away. You know, He's only a couple of weeks away from training back with the first team. So yeah, he's... He isn't far away. That's good. Obviously, we we know about Tyler, so I do expect to see some movement in that that forward area in January. But it's just a massive month. It's It's, yeah. just massive, it's not just a massive month. It's the massive half of the season because it's, it's a real opportunity just because of the the state that League One is in at the moment. There are some good teams in there, but you know Portsmouth, for example, are currently running away with it. Are a good team. Are a really consistent team. I wouldn't expect. If they were in, you know, if they had the team they've got now, last season, for example, they'd be a playoff team. I would say. I don't think they would be yeah. a winning away in yeah, yeah, the yeah. league, sort of, of of quality team. And I think that can be said across the board. And yeah, we're we're ninth. We could have been eighth yesterday if we'd won that game. Still, we're still in the pack. And I think that's we, we say it every week, don't we? All we want, really, until we get the players back and get out the other side of January, is we just want to be still tucked in into that kind of the peloton, if you like, that chasing yeah. back behind, uh, behind right. the big boys. And I think yeah. we're doing that. It's just, um yeah, when you when you analyse a game in in kind of in isolation and it wasn't the best one, you mm. kind of, a little bit of that positivity that's in the back of your mind, certainly how what I had after Wigan, because I thought we were great against Wigan, despite the fact that we didn't create a huge amount of chances. I thought the mm. first two thirds particularly were outstanding and I thought, out of possession against Wigan. We were top-notch. Best we played all season out of possession. I thought it was great. Just that final third. Whereas it felt like a bit of a regression um, mm. yesterday. But it's only one game. We, under Michael Kubala so far, we have improved as a team. There's no denying that. And when we get some attacking players in, mm-hmm. then fingers crossed that we start to see things click a little. Can I just bring one bring one other kind of side note up in this game, which is, um Lucas Jensen's yellow card for time-wasting in the first half.
0: Yeah. Interesting, wasn't it? Uh, it was. I, I, we we've just well again. We, we've just had a little chat off air about it, and I, I think he seemed very quick to brandish the card. Um, and you know, Bobby Madley is you know he's an established referee. He's, he's had a good career. Um, I just thought he was a little bit inconsistent yesterday. Obviously, the Reading fans are going to be up in arms about you know the decisions that he gave against them. I think there were a few just niggly little fouls here and there that got given one way that didn't get given the other way. And sometimes it was, you know, to our benefit. Sometimes it was to our detriment. It was just a, a really strange performance, I think, um, from him, but but it didn't cost us the game. You know, we weren't, we weren't going to win the game. Um, I don't think given the way that we were playing. Um, but, if anything, I think Reading could probably feel aggrieved with a couple of the decisions. Um, I think the—I'm uh, not sure who it was that got sent off um, from their bench, but one of the coaches um, mm. when the ball got, you know, came to him and he sort of back heeled it further up the pitch to stop us taking a quick throw in. It was like, okay, this is going to get this is going to get messy, isn't it? Yeah. And I'd have got sent off because that's exactly the sort of thing I'd do. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, ahead. it was. It, sorry. sorry. I, I thought he was too quick to brandish the card on on, agree, on Jensen. Yeah, actually. I think no, disagree. Um, because as much as he was frustrating
1: because he you know, yellow card for time wasting in the first half, the fact that we Because, and it was, he was slowing the game down on goal kicks, Lucas mm. was. He definitely was really early in the game. I think I was just a little disappointed that we felt the need to do that so early in the game. And mm. let's imagine this was the other way around. You're playing against a team that's 1 0 up at home. You're, so you're away from home your position of 1-0 up, you're you're playing quite well, they're not, and they're just slowing it down from literally from minute 10, 15. Mm. It's frustrating. You think, bloody hell, Riff, get get on this just to stop it. And he did. He made the decision early doors and it stopped it and it made the game flow quicker. Um, So so I think as much as it was against us, I, I, I actually thought, it was a good decision, um, even though he hadn't actually, Jensen hadn't been taking the Michael with it. It's not like he was taking ages and ages and he was doing it all the time. Yeah. But it was sneaking in. He was doing it regularly enough. And I thought it was, yeah, probably good refereeing, I actually felt, at the time, um, to stop it. Uh, as much as it obviously limits what we wanted to do, Jensen, uh, with mm-hmm. his tactics there. Um, and... As you know, I'm not the biggest fan of referees in general. Generally, pretty critical of referees. I didn't think he had a good game, but I didn't. I, we've certainly had many, many, many worse referees than, than oh, did yeah. yesterday. I don't think he, he really had an influence on the game at all. As we've um, discussed, both of the reading disallowed goals were correctly disallowed. I think that's quite objective as well. I, don't, I think that's pretty factual. It's not really subjective at all. Um, yeah, there may be some other bits and bobs in the game, but. I don't think he had an impact on it at all. We didn't deserve to win the game. We were lucky to get a point. We got a point. We move on to Derby.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, just just a quick one on uh, just just to put a bow on Reading. I think um, the their goal was well worked from them. It was a quick break, you know, and I think Portie got done for pace, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's something that we've known. Like Pauly's he's, he's not. A pacey player. Like, he's a solid defender, but if you've got if you've got somebody that's in a straight running race with him, he's probably not going to win that. um And it was it was unfortunate, but it was a well worked goal, and I think it, as we said, fully deserved.
1: Yeah, no less uh, deserved. They're a threat out wide all game.
0: I, I, was, yeah. I was actually really impressed with
1: the running's two wingers. There's another players that impressed. I think Smith was good up top as well. But yeah, particularly their two wide players. Um, yeah, their their starting positions are really high, really wide. It really caused loads of problems with us. I think the fact that they were two, in like individually good players, good technical players, it's not you know it's not even like we could think. Oh, the back three will deal with that. Mm. Lass and Jack had to come really deep because they were threatening, and they had to double up with the with the outside centre back at times to to deal with them. So, yeah, credit the opposition in that regard. They deserve something from the game when they got it, and I think just like you say, to tie a bow on it. Just the overall situation at, at Reading, you know, off the pitch. I think we can all wish them the very, very best.
0: Yeah, be it's it's horrible. I mean, I spoke to Johnny um, doing the, the the preview this week, and he was saying that things have essentially gotten worse since the start of the season. Um, I did see today somewhere that um, the takeover I think now might not be happening um, in its current guise. So it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon for them. Um, but I thought that their fans yesterday were magnificent in the face of everything. Um, and you know, all credit to them. And, you know, I I hope it all gets resolved. Um, because I, I do like, you know, I I don't like seeing clubs struggling like this, particularly when it's just because of a poor owner. I think it's, it's just a terrible situation around. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I thought TJ was great yesterday. I thought Jacko was great. I didn't think we were too bad defensively. I just, there just wasn't a huge amount there. And it, it, there wasn't a spark. Um, And yeah, as I say, we'll, we'll uh, we'll come on and take the point. We'll move away and we'll go to Derby. But um, we'll touch on that in a few minutes. Um, We're going to have an ad break now. Um, So, here is a message from whoever is sponsoring us this week. Life is
1: full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. I'm Alex Mitchell's dad,
0: and this is the Stacey West podcast. And there we go. That was uh, a sponsorship of whoever I do not know. We, we are not told in advance about them, um, unless it's Gary recording something from McDonald's. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, before we come on to Derby, there's been a little bit of news from the club this week. The, the, um, the club published the latest board minutes, Um. Uh, or at least a section of the board minutes, which basically said um, that there's uh, there's three million pounds worth of losses um, so far this year, or project was it? It's projected to, be three, projected million, to yeah. be three million. Yeah, projected three million loss this year, um, and a lot of that is due to uh, iFollow performing under budget because of uh, well, their insinuation is that it's a lot of illegal streams. Um, and the public availability of them and that was something that i found quite interesting because if you yeah. look at if you look at any post that the club put up on social media the replies immediately get flooded with watch the game here watch the game here from so many different accounts and i know it's difficult to to keep on top of that and you know get them all removed but it just seems now to be so much easier to get a hold of a stream and watch the game, you know, without paying for it. Um, and I think the, uh, the potential impact of that is obviously, you know, they're not going to get huge amounts of, of streams anyway. I don't think, I don't think necess- <clears> this <throat> excuse me. I don't think necessarily a league one club is going to have millions of streams around the world or thousands of streams around the world. Even, you know, I, I, I would be quite interested to see the iFollow revenues from previous years. Yeah. Um, But obviously, you know, if if the club's official uh, posts on Facebook or wherever are, hey, this is where you can, you know, go and get the iFollow stream. And then underneath that, you've immediately got people going, oh, no, watch it free here. Watch it for free here. Watch it for free here. It's like, it's, yeah, the, the... Pandora's box is open at that point, isn't it? You can't, you know, you can't put it back in. You can't put the cat back in the bag, so to speak. It's just, it's so difficult to to try and stem the flow of this. But um, the the overall outcome of that is that it may impact on January spending. Um, and they've said that, that we're not going to be quite as uh, as as mobile in the January window as we potentially like to be. Um, there is a part of me that thinks that. I don't know i would without knowing the numbers obviously it's it's hard to to discuss this but my question would be like is is the number of people that would be buying the iFollow streams would that necessarily be enough to you know bolster the transfer kitty anyway
1: yeah there's probably a couple of points here i think firstly on that there may be an element of just tempering expectations in the January yeah. window and, and putting something like that out maybe just stops people like us getting a bit carried away thinking we're not a million miles away from the playoffs let's just go <laughs> as we yep. always need to go buy a striker and then <laughs> everything is going to be okay um, I think maybe it's just a, a case of tempering expectations and just to clarify I think it's worth pointing out that at least my understanding of this is that we haven't lost £3 million worth of iFollow revenue.
0: No, no, um, yeah. We are projected to, to that, lose yeah.
1: £3 million over the course of the season. Um, and part of the reason that that, oh, is, that is a little yeah. bit from last year is because we're probably of, uh, are receiving less through iFollow than we were budgeted against. Um mm. I, I'm with you. I don't know the numbers. I have no idea what the numbers are, but I would struggle to believe that it's a significant enough amount that would really severely limit our ability in the transfer market. I think it'll absolutely have an impact because every everything's budgeted for a reason, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think partly it's just being really open and honest that the club does still have a three million quid hole every year. That is going to keep rising when costs rise, but ticket prices aren't doing um, significantly. You know, we can't do That's just cost of living isn't it? We can't do anything yeah. about that. But the club are gonna be able are gonna have a bigger hole to fill sadly. Now it is um going to be covered by the, the board and the investors that has already been stated. It's not that we, we're not in debt by three million quid the club has got no debt. Um, it's the same discussion we had when the when the accounts were released last year. It's exactly the same situation. It's yep. just crept crept up again because that's the way the world is at the moment. Um mm-hmm. but the board are willing to cover that and they've already covered it through issuing shares it's just that it, they maybe are, are less willing to put anything extra into bolsterers, I think is what I'm kind of reading from this because of the fact that they the, those costs have risen and the income is maybe down a little bit on projection. So, yeah, you know, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. But um, yeah, part of me thinks it's it's just tempering expectations a little bit, what, a couple of weeks before the transfer
0: window opens and we start to get carried away and excited. Yeah. And I know we we had a we had a bit of a chat about it as well um, last night. And I think we, we said that, There is, to my mind, there's a little bit of a, there's almost a little bit of, these are the consequences of the actions that you take in that. Yeah, I don't think that's absolutely fair enough. Yeah, you know, like I think there would probably be. Let's face it; everybody knows that there will be people watching all of the games on dodgy sticks or whatever, whatever it is. You know, however Mm -hmm. people watch the games, but I, I think. Yeah, it it just feels a little bit like a a kind of if you do this, then this is the knock on effect of it kind of thing. I think having it written down in in black and white and a you know in the minutes is probably. It, some people will completely ignore it, obviously, but you know it's it's something to maybe think about, and obviously, you know, would then need to. Well, a lot of the games, obviously. Uh, 3 p.m. kickoffs on Saturdays, so they're not able, they're not eligible to be streamed over here anyway. At which point you get into the VPN conversation and all the rest of it. But look, I think the the key to it is if you can, if you want to watch the game at some point and you, you have the means to do so, if there is an official option, I think the club would obviously prefer you to go down that route and, and yeah, say, look, absolutely. give us a little bit of money and we might be able to put a little bit more in the in the kitty for for January, but you know, is what it is. Um, But a game that will be on iFollow is Derby away on Thursday. Um, Away at Pride Park. It's going to be a very, very difficult evening, isn't it, Chris? They're they're playing well at the minute. They're on a good run. I don't think they've – I think they've only lost five in the league this season. Um, They've got decent players. I mean, you've got like Mendes Lang. I think he's – constantly a danger um, and they're they're sitting in the position I think we want to be in at the minute you know they're sixth in the table um, and I can't see them dropping unless they completely implode um yeah it's it, it's gonna be very tough um, honestly at this point in time I can't see us getting anything from the game but I think a lot of that would depend on who's available um, if you know if Ethan Orahan is back on Thursday, then that gives us a glimmer of hope. Um, but I, I just think we're in for a very tough evening on Thursday. We'll yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think Ethan Arahan
1: is key. He, We really missed him on Saturday against Reading. I think he's that glue that kind of knits everything together, essentially, for us. He, the amount of times that Reading the opportunity to counter-attack, I think... We would have nullified. I think Ethan is just really intelligent in terms of his positioning. And as much as Ted and 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 uh, Ethan Hamilton didn't really do a great deal wrong on on Saturday, I think it was pretty obvious there was a little bit of balance missing that we're normally used to. I think I prefer Ted a little bit more advanced than than where he. There was no other option. He was either him or Ali Smith playing where he where he did, and I think yeah. Ethan massive player if, if if nothing else what it highlighted yesterday is we, we know the striker situation is going to affect us but it just shows that maybe we do need a little bit extra central midfield because as soon as Ethan's out we haven't really got a like-for-like replacement there for him so I think him being in the team would be obviously useful Um yeah. in regards to Derby I'd have quite liked to have played them a couple of months ago rather than now because um, I actually predicted Derby to win the league I thought they were going to um, not necessarily steamroller, but I thought they were going to be the strongest team. I thought they had a very, very good squad for this level. And their secret weapon, or not-so-secret weapon, was Port one He's a master of League One, incredibly difficult to play. His teams are generally really difficult to play against. Um, and I just thought he would really improve them and, and make them just really kick on, to be honest. And they started the season slowly. To be honest, they really mm. did. They, they were loitering around mid table for, for a lot of the early part of the season, and the real criticism of them was was creating chances. They were didn't they have never really conceded that many goals. They've been decent uh, without the ball, and they've been decent defensively. They just really struggled to create anything really kind of substantially in games, which meant that they, they struggled to get that that first goal. Often happens in these sort of games against big teams, you're going to play against a lot of opposition who are willing, you know, happy with a point and going to put 11 men behind the ball. And in those sort of games, getting the first goal is the hardest part. As soon as you've got the first goal, then it opens everything up, doesn't it? And they really yeah. struggled to get that first goal in a lot of games earlier in the season. But well, I mean, the, the thing
0: lab- is, we say, I said they've they lost five in the league this season. They'd lost th- three of those had been lost by the 2nd of September.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Since then, they've been on great form, particularly in the last few weeks. So, and they actually drew 1-1 away at, Wickham, at home to Wickham, sorry, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the five league games previous to that, they've won all five. Yep. Um, they won 3-0, 4-0, 2-0, uh, 2-1, sorry, 1-0 and 3-0. So, uh, a 4-0 and 2 3 0s in there. It was a 2-1 and a 1-0 victory. They're scoring goals um, previous to that. Their most recent loss was was away at Stevenage, as everyone seems to do at the moment. So <laughs> at some yeah. point, they, you think they're going to stop winning on it's going to stop performing, but they, they keep going, they keep kicking, kicking away, don't they, Stevenage? But yeah, so, and in those games, they, they dominated. They've actually had more XG than their opponents in every match they've played in the last six. So the only one they hadn't was the last one they lost against Stevenage. So they have deservedly and convincingly won. These games in the 4-0 win against Northampton. By the way, Northampton had one shot on target in the whole game with an xG of zero point zero six, and that's all they had achieved in the game. And uh, yeah, Derby was three points something. So yeah, they basically they're good now. Uh, they yep. were good. They were good in the yep. first two thirds of the pitch, a bit like us, um, but really struggled in that final third. Uh, and now they're good in all three thirds, and yep. they're quite scary to play against. I'm quite nervous about this one. I am not confident. Uh, I think we will see a better performance from us than we did on Saturday. I, I, I don't think Mrs. Scubala would stand for a, another performance like that. Um, but we also, we've already seen it. We've already seen that our level's higher than that. So. We, um, I'm not concerned, and I feel we maybe be better in the ball. We'll have more of the ball than we had than we did last time against Derby. Um, obviously, we drew in the end last time. ended up with nine players on the pitch, um, but even when it was eleven v eleven, I felt you know, we, it was a typical Lincoln City away performance at Derby last year. At the time under Mark Kennedy, it was let them out the ball. Be really hard to break down and try and get swing on the break. I feel we'll try and take the game to them a little bit more, just because I feel that's that's Michael Skibbala's way. Um, but I do expect Derby to dominate the ball. I do expect them to probably put a million crosses into the box, which actually I feel we're half-decent at dealing with crosses and open play. It's mm-hmm. a little di- different, though we have improved recently. Um, but it is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They yeah. do pretty much always play a back four, which is always interesting. Uh, I was pretty adamant on Saturday at half time that we were going to change to a back four. I thought it mm. would really suit the situation. I thought it still allows us to have defensive overload 4v3, but get us another player forward. I really thought we were going to change to a four back four in the second half on Saturday. Um, we obviously didn't, and I don't think we will um, against Derby. But I wouldn't be surprised to see us do it at some point in the game and match them up because they yeah, they generally play a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1, depending on opposition and situation. But they, they play a lot of the ball down, down the width. They, they really exploit the flanks a lot. Um, because mm-hmm. their aim is really get, get the, the, the attacking fullbacks high or the wingers high, and they, they launch balls into the box and they and they kind of keep teams pinned in by just keeping the pressure on in that regard and redelivering. And obviously, if you play three with wing-backs, then it's always 2v1 out wide if you've got attacking fullbacks on that side. So it wouldn't surprise me at some point in the game if we do look like we're getting overrun in the wide areas. And let's be honest, a little bit like we did on Saturday against Reading, it was the wide areas that really hurt us, then maybe that would be an opportunity to change. In a game where there's not a lot of expectation on us to go and get something from it, hmm. we get the feeling that Michael probably does eventually want to change to a back four at some point in the future. Maybe we do start to see something along those lines. It's just really difficult because we've got three centre halves that are all performing incredibly well, and Alex Mitchell, yeah. who, does, who also deserves to be in the team. Yeah. And if you then go to a back four rather than a back three, then you're actually well, you're only playing two centre halves, so you you've then got to pick, you've got, got to drop one of them, and it's just really harsh. So it's difficult yeah. to predict. It's, it's really difficult to predict in terms of tactics and, and system. Sadly, I think result is a bit more predictable. I think we might struggle here. I think we might come out on the wrong side of it. But hopefully, we'll come out on the wrong side of it on the back of a performance
0: where we've really given it a good go.
1: And I'll, I don't mind that as if we yeah. can then get to the upcoming
0: fixtures. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm on the same page with you on that. I think if we go there and, and kind of have that listless, list and I think the word I used last night was passive, Um Performance to to describe the Reading game. I think if we go there and if we are as passive as we were on Saturday, we're going to get absolutely annihilated, I think, on Thursday night. Um, You know, I mean, you're looking at the quality of players that the Derby have. I mean, obviously, you know, Tyrese John-Jules is there as well. Um, I'd forgotten about that until recently. Um, I didn't even realise that, to be honest. Yeah, I think he came on um, late in the game uh, against Wickham yesterday. But it's you know they've got decent players they've got, got a very, very decent players <laughs> yeah you know i think there was a there was a, a good reason that i think a lot of us at the start of the year said well they they're they're going up aren't they um they seem to have steadied the ship a little bit and like i say they, i can't see them dropping below 6th on the table for the rest of the year unless they have a complete implosion which I know some Derby fans will turn around and go, hey, yeah, that that, that could happen. Uh, that usually happens with Derby. Um, but hmm. I
1: can actually see them going strength to strength. The rest of this is I still think yeah. they could they could quite feasibly finish in the top two. I, I, like I said, I thought pre-season, they'd run away with it. I thought they'd be at the top all season. They obviously started slowly. Most teams have a blip. If they had theirs right at the start, yeah, I can only see them going from strength to strength. They're a really good team. Obviously, the club's massive. The club doesn't deserve to be in League One. But the squad is a very strong League One squad. I wouldn't say it's a, you know, it's a sort of Ipswich-style squad that can go into the Championship and just kick on from there. I think they would need to add. But I think for the level that we're at, they've got a really, really, really strong squad. They've basically just got the best players in League One. A lot of the best players in League One. um, Or some of the ones that performed well at this level before. Mm -hmm. Um, They've also got Conor Horihan. (laughs) He's <laughs> just excellent, isn't he? Particularly when he's sitting in the base of midfield, just dictating things with with legs around him. They're good; they are good. It's going to be threatening. It's going to be a difficult night evening. But if anyone's able to go, um, you know, these are the big games that Lincoln fans are fantastic. We'll, you know, we'll we'll take a lot of fans there. We'll make a lot of noise in a big ground. Back the lads. You know, these are nights that Lincoln, yeah, as a club, can uh, kind I of live for? And are, we really thrive in these sort of situations, don't we? So I'm looking forward to it. I just think on the pitch, it's going to be a challenge because not because of us,
0: despite Saturday, just because Derby are quite good at football. Yeah. Yeah. it's it, We know it's difficult. Um, we don't at this moment in time have a uh, an audio preview from Charlie. If that does change between the point at which I finish recording and, and edit, uh, then there will be, um, at which point it will be here. And there we go. If we if we had one, it was there. If not, then it's it's going to be uh, up on YouTube a little bit later in the week. Um, I I think we'll probably give him a little bit of a pass for yeah, for not getting I think, it. Sorted. I think all four
1: of us have been very unwell um, today and shrewd a little, <laughs> so I think it's all forgiven. Um, yeah. Oh, just a quick one on that. Just a big thank you for everyone that's watched the monthly show that Charlie and I, I say Charlie mm-hmm. and I, Charlie did most of it. I just turned up and talked for a bit. Um, Charlie does all the editing and all the planning for it. Um, but yeah, just thank you for everyone that watched that. The numbers are, were really good on that, I, more than there have been at any other point in the season for that show. So thank you, everybody, that's that's taken their time to tune into that. Um, but also, we're always looking for, for new ideas. So if there's anything you think would be useful adding in, just let us know. Like we're really interested in, in really growing the YouTube stuff. So just give us an idea um, of something that you'd like to see and we'll,
0: we'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, but I don't think there's anything else really that we need to talk about or plug. Um, I'm very much aware that we're just about hitting 45 minutes this week. Um, and that's an unusual one because Chris is on. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting, isn't it? Because I always talk a lot, as everyone has probably <laughs>
1: realised. Um, but even when it's like, but again, it hasn't been that exciting or that it feels like there's not a lot to talk about, I'll always say... At the start of every pod, before we record, I'll often say, I really struggle to think how we're going to sh- for an hour here. And then one hour, 15 minutes later, we're still going. Um, but yeah, I think both of us agreed it might have been there. Uh, it's actually going to be true this time. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to talk about about Reading. That'll be a good, uh, we haven't got a preview for obvious reasons, but we'll, we'll, like, so we'll, we'll have one. It just probably won't be in the podcast. It won't be in the podcast. It will be on yeah. YouTube, so to do check that out. So yeah, here we are, 45 minutes in, and I think I might have run out of things to say.
0: Wow. Okay, we'll, we'll hang it in the Louvre. Um, Maybe yeah. miracles do happen, eh? <laughs> but look, no. It's um, as I said, it was really nice to to go out and have a few last night with uh, with you guys, and um, good to see a few friendly faces around. Um, and yeah, just thanks to everyone that's supported uh, us all this year. It's been great, and obviously we still have. I think a couple more before the end of the year. I'm I'm not sure what the plan is for um, this Friday's pod, because usually we record on Thursdays, but we're playing on Thursday. So I don't know how that's
1: going to work. Yeah. I imagine we'll we'll sort something. I imagine we'll we'll definitely get something out. We'll probably just release it a day later.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, it's, it's um, it's the Christmas show run, isn't it? Where like we've got, games on odd days and you know boxing yeah. day game and all the rest of it but um yeah i think that's probably going to do us um if we don't speak to you all before have a good christmas and all of that seems Indeed. really strange that it's suddenly upon us um but until then up the imps up the imps And I'm go to bed